Hey there, my dear friends, and welcome back to another episode of My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich. As you might have guessed, I'm Pastor Rich, and today we're diving deep into the very essence of what it means to be a Christian. You see, every Christian life is a transformed life, but what does that transformation really look like? How do we live in a way that reflects the change that God works in each of us? Well, let's explore this together, shall we? Sit back and imagine this in your own life. Have you ever come across someone who claims to be a Christian, but their actions and attitudes hardly seem to align with their professed faith? It's a puzzling contradiction, isn't it? Well, today we're going to unravel this and gain a deeper understanding of what it truly means to live in the Spirit. So let's dive into the scriptures. Galatians 5 verses 25 and 26 say this, If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. Let's not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. So those are powerful words, aren't they? Living by the Spirit. These words, I believe, carry a profound message. It means that the Spirit resides in us, and because of that, we are in Christ. That's a whole new dimension to living. This dimension is the atmosphere that a Christian breathes. Now, pay close attention. Paul's exhortation is clear. Don't ignore this new dimension. Don't go about your life as if it doesn't exist. Walk in the Spirit and be different from the ways of the world. But what does that look like in practice? Well, here are a few examples. First, Christians submit to Christ. So, making a conscious decision to submit to Christ is like choosing a trustworthy guide for a treacherous journey. Just as you wouldn't embark on a perilous expedition without an experienced leader, Submitting to Christ is acknowledging that your life's direction, purpose, and destination belong fully to Him. Imagine you're standing on the edge of a dense forest, and you have a choice to follow a well-worn path or wander aimlessly. By submitting to Christ, you're choosing to follow that well-worn path, guided by the one who knows the way through every twist and turn of life's wilderness. Then there is self-evaluation. Embracing a humble self-evaluation approach is akin to regularly examining the condition of a cherished vehicle. You know, the car that you get in and drive back and forth to work every day? Just as a car requires regular maintenance to keep running smoothly, our hearts and minds need frequent checkups. Imagine if you've never checked your car's oil, brakes, or tires, and you simply assume that everything is fine. Eventually, it would break down. Likewise, self-evaluation helps us identify areas in our own lives that need attention. It's an acknowledgement that none of us have arrived in our faith journey and that our constant growth and improvement are essential. Next, all Christians must have a servant's heart. Following Paul's example of making yourself a servant to all can be likened to being the rain that nourishes a dry and thirsty land. Imagine a parched, cracked desert, desperate for life-giving water. By choosing to serve others, you become that life-giving rain, bringing nourishment, growth, and renewal to those around you. Friends, this is a shift from a me-first mindset to a you-first approach, reflecting the very heart of Christ who came not to be served, but to serve. 
So today, I encourage you to reflect on the fruit of the Spirit. Letting the fruit of the Spirit guide your actions and attitudes is like being a skilled artist who creates a masterpiece. Imagine yourself as that artist, painting a vivid portrait of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends, this is a conscious decision to reflect these virtues in your interactions with others, creating a beautiful masterpiece of God's love in the world. So as you contemplate these practical applications, remember that each of them holds the power through the Holy Spirit to transform your life and the lives of those around you. It's not just theory. It's the living, breathing essence of what it means to walk in the Spirit. Now let's take some time to pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude for the profound message we've encountered today. Your word is found in Galatians 5, has touched our souls, and we feel the Spirit's guidance upon us. We acknowledge that our lives belong fully to you, and we willingly submit ourselves to your divine wisdom. Lord, in our moments of self-evaluation, we humbly recognize that we are a work in progress. Just as the Apostle Paul never claimed to have arrived, we too confess our ongoing need for growth and transformation. And we ask that you help us to have the humility to accept the areas in our lives that need change. Lord, may our lives be characterized by acts of kindness, compassion, and love, reflecting the servant's heart of Christ himself. Father, we ask for you to empower us to reflect the fruit of the Spirit in all that we do. So, Heavenly Father, as we conclude this prayer, we invite all those listening to join us in this journey. Let us all submit to Christ, engage in self-evaluation, and serve with a loving heart. And it's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Well, as we conclude this episode, remember that every Christian life is a changed life. We're called to live in the Spirit, not in boastful competition or envy. Let this message resonate in your heart as you go about your day. And before we part ways, I want to remind you to subscribe to My Bible Thoughts. Share this podcast with those who might need to hear this message. Together, let's be living example of Christ's love in a world that so desperately needs it. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, stay blessed, stay transformed, and keep walking in the Spirit. Goodbye, my dear friends. Music